Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 4th of April. Today afternoon, an avalanche hit the Nathula border area in Sikkim, resulting in the death of 7 people and leaving around a dozen injured. Reports suggest that numerous tourists are still missing and feared trapped under the snow. The Border Roads Organization stated that the avalanche occurred on the 14th Jawaharlal Nehru Road, which connects Gangtok to Nathula Pass around 12:15 p.m. It is estimated that 25 to 30 tourists were buried under the snow, while one woman was rescued after being trapped for 1.5 hours. Currently, the rescued woman is receiving medical care at the STNM Hospital in Gangtok. Around 350 tourists are believed to be stranded in the area. and 80 vehicles have been freed after the road was cleared of snow. Nathula Pass, located on the border with China, is a popular tourist destination known for its breathtaking scenery. Today, Congress leader Rahul Gandhi sidestepped a question regarding the Bharatiya Janata Party's allegation that the Congress was trying to pressure the judiciary. He retorted to the reporters, and I quote, "Why do you always say that the BJP is saying there is a very simple thing 20000 crore that's an adani ji's shell companies whose money is this this is binami but whose money is it unquote gandhi made these comments while attending a meeting of the central election committee that was finalizing candidates for the upcoming karnataka assembly elections the day after filing his appeal in a surat court gandhi posted a 45 second video clip on his social media accounts in the video he stated that he had been disqualified because the prime minister was afraid of his next speech in parliament Gandhi then brought up the relationship between the Prime Minister and Gautam Adani, stating that it was not about OBC, but the sudden arrival of rupees twenty thousand crore in Adani shell companies and whose money it was. The Congress leader's comments come after senior party leaders accompanied him to the Surat court to file his appeal, which the BJP alleged was an attempt to pressure the judiciary. Following more than two weeks of intense protests by private and some government doctors in Rajasthan over the Right to Health Bill, an agreement was reached between the protesting doctors and the state government, specifically regarding private hospitals covered under the bill. The doctors called off their protests today, following the announcement of the agreement by Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot, who stated that Rajasthan had become the first state in India to implement the Right to Health. Earlier in the day a delegation of the Indian Medical Association Rajasthan Private Hospital and Nursing Home Society and United Private Clinics and Hospitals of Rajasthan reached an 8 point agreement with the state government as per the agreement less than 50 bedded private multi speciality hospitals will be excluded from the RTH act furthermore private hospitals established without taking any facilities from the government in the form of land and building at subsidized rates shall also be excluded from the RTH act the hospitals to be included in the RTH act will comprise four categories of hospitals which are private medical college hospitals hospitals established on a public private partnership mode hospitals established after taking land from the government free of cost or on subsidized rates and hospitals run by trusts additionally police cases and other cases registered during the protest will be withdrawn and a single window system for license and other approvals for hospitals will be established the renewal of the fire no objection certificate for hospitals will be done every 5 years and any further changes in rules will be made after consultation with two representatives of IMA as per the agreement listeners the unlawful activities prevention act 
has been used in India to deal with cases related to terrorism and unlawful activities. However, the act has been criticized for its vague and broad language, which allows it to be misused to target political opponents and dissenters. There have been concerns that the act is being used to suppress constitutional freedoms and curtail civil liberties in India. Mayor R. Suresh's book, Terror Trials, Life and Law in Delhi's Courts, sheds light on the intricate details of trials under the UAPA and highlights some of the challenges that defendants face in navigating the legal system in India. To know more, watch News Laundry's interview with Mayur R. Suresh titled Author Mayur Suresh on UAPA Trials and their link with Hindutva. Advocate B.S. Ajitha resigned today from her position as a member of the Internal Complaints Committee at Chennai's Kalakshetra Foundation. She cited the administration's response to recent allegations of sexual harassment made by some students against certain instructors as a reason for leaving. Ajita had been a member of the ICC, which was formed under the Sexual Harassment of Women at Workplace Act of 2013 for the past four years, conducting awareness programs on the law. According to the Hindu, Ajita's resignation letter to the director of the foundation said she no longer wished to be affiliated with the institution or serve as a member of the ICC due to the current atmosphere and widespread dissatisfaction among female students and staff. She expressed reservations regarding the responses made by the administrators to the present controversy, adding she hoped the administration would handle the situation in a judicious manner, which would be acceptable to the affected students. Ajita requested that the foundation accept her resignation immediately. When asked about the recent reconstitution of the ICC without her notice, Ajita revealed that she only became aware of it after submitting her resignation. Yesterday, Kalakshetra Assistant Professor Hari Padman was arrested by the Chennai City Police after a former student filed a sexual harassment complaint against him. Three other professors have also been accused. The Malaysian government announced its intention to repeal the current law that imposes a jail term, fine or both on anyone attempting suicide following a recent move to abolish the mandatory death penalty and natural life prison sentences. The repeal will, however, exclude aiding and abetting suicide, which will remain a criminal offence. In addition, the government is proposing to enhance penalties for cases of aiding suicide involving children and mentally incapacitated people based on the premise that suicide attempts are within the scope of societal behaviour and are caused by mental incapacity or psychiatric disorders. Malaysia has recorded a significant rise in suicide cases with 1,142 cases in 2021 compared to 631 cases in 2020 according to former Health Minister Kheri Jamaluddin. The government hopes the reform will encourage people to seek help, remove the stigma associated with suicide and reduce the country's suicide death rate. The proposal to decriminalise suicide attempts was introduced in the lower house today, but vote is expected to take place during the next parliamentary session. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.